My soul is a black maelstrom, a great madness spinning about a vacuum, the swirling of a vast ocean around a hole in the void and in the waters, more like whirlwinds than waters float images, all I ever saw or heard in the world, houses, faces, books, boxes, snatches of music, fragments of voices, all caught up in a sinister, bottomless whirlpool. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome <laughs> on to the show. <laughs> Hello. Uh, morning. Uh, you all right? <laughs> uh, it's, it's nice to hear your voices. Um, because of a, a series of, of curious events that are outside of my control, and you know how much I hate things outside of my control, um, I'm having to uh, broadcast to you from... Uh, well, basically, there is a mirrored wardrobe, uh, thanks to Wix. Then there's a tiny <laughs> little makeshift table. Then there's me. And so for the entirety of this broadcast, I'm just about 12 inches away from my own face and it's really wow. freaking me out it's your favorite place to be isn't it <laughs> <laughs> admiring your own image <laughs> do you feel like you're in the hairdressers <laughs> You're going to have to make small talk every couple of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sarah Jane keeps walking behind me with a mirror. <laughs> That's, a a cup of tea. That's great, thanks, mate. That's great, thank you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I've had a little tidy up. Uh, coming up next, your chance to win a breakfast show, Mark. It's a Thursday morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show, where, as promised, after my mini breakdown there, I've pulled myself together and I have your chance to win a breakfast show mug. And all you need to do is show your knowledge. Once again, we cast our minds back to yesterday's broadcast when I was joined by editor-in-chief of Empire magazine, Terry White, who was helping us find the greatest movie soundtracks of all time for my 100 collection. Yeah, you know, he, he is actually one of the directors who probably spends, you know, as much time on the soundtrack as anything else, because I think he really understands, you know, how you can use it um, almost counter to the film. So, you know, you'll have a film of incredible, a scene of incredible violence, obviously in a Tarantino film, and it'll be soundtracked by a really upbeat, seemingly happy, poppy song. So that's Terry talking Tarantino. And if you like the alliteration and you like movie soundtracks, well, coming up after eight, we'll be revealing the ten. But right now, to win yourself a mug, all you need to do is tell me who composed the original Star Wars soundtrack. Who composed the original Star Wars soundtrack? Good luck. It's your Thursday morning and the time has come to give away the much-coveted black ceramic beauty that is the Dave Berry Breakfast Show mug. Now, we cast our mind back to yesterday's show where editor-in-chief of Empire magazine, Terry White, was helping us decide on the greatest movie soundtracks of all time. And that led to the general knowledge question, who composed the original Star Wars soundtrack? And hoping to get that right on line one is Ben. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Dave. You okay? Very good, thank you for asking. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Excellent, I'm pleased to hear it. So if you were to win a mug, where would you keep it? What are you going to drink from it? What shall be done? We'll be drinking with it. It'll be in my van daily, travelling up and down to Scotland um, over the next few weeks. So it'll be my daily drinking mug. Oh, the daily drinking mug. A humble but fitting um, task for the Daybury Breakfast Show mug to, to undertake. Now, John, to win it... We're talking about somebody here who has won over 25 Grammys, five Oscars and four Golden Globes. 
with 52 Oscar nominations to his name. He is the second most nominated person in history, only after Walt Disney. And in 2005, the American Film Institute selected his score to the 1977 film Star Wars as the greatest film score of all time. Ben, who am I talking about? The man himself. John Williams. The man himself, John Williams, is absolutely right. Ben, you've got your mug. Stay safe out there. We'll speak to you very soon. Thanks for tuning in. Wicked. Thank you very much. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Ben. That's very nice of you to say. We will do our very best, and there'll be another chance for you to win a mug tomorrow. It's Thursday morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, home of the Beefcake Matt Dyson and the Social Ammunition. Hey, Beefy. What's going on out there? Thank you, David. Uh, first up, a uh, little COVID update. We have a new type of pandemaniac walking amongst us. Uh, there was a guy uh, who went out for his daily walk during lockdown through the streets of central London, but completely naked. Uh, this was uh, earlier in the week. He's just walking around central London without a care in the world. Uh, walked around the British Museum uh, by Russell Square along Tottenham Court Road one afternoon. Uh, there's not many people in central London. We haven't been there for a while, certainly ourselves. But this guy just took the opportunity to go for a long naked walk um, he was uh, he police were called uh, and uh, as he went past the museum they saw him as well so they called the police and apparently one person as he was walking around London naked asked him why he was doing it and he just said I, I just took my clothes off to wash myself and then carried on walking uh, so it was uh, a very, <laughs> very unusual situation put it away thing is, it's not 28 days later just put it away <laughs> come on if ever you get caught naked in, in the British Museum which has happened to me in the past is you just simply just say I'm, I'm a statue and then they just, they just leave oh, ah, maybe that's what he was maybe a statue has come to life and escaped I sincerely hope for you Glenn is. they can't draw favourable comparisons between you and some of the uh... <laughs> yeah. Michelangelo's David yeah yeah. Um, yeah but, uh, but apparently um, uh, it's a big time for uh, naturists though uh, there are a lot of naturists are saying, you know, if you've never really tried it before and you want to get into uh, nakedness, lockdown is a great opportunity. Apparently, you I know, knew you'd find a way to push your agenda <laughs> on the <your> show. <laughs> I knew you'd find a way to <laughs> no, worm it in. Not, pardon the it's pun. not me. It's not me talking. It's, it's just uh, popular <laughs> naturist organisations are saying this is the time. If you've never given it a try, lockdown is the moment to give. I it I think a go. it's a bit too cold. Well, yeah, well, there is that. Yeah, it's a combination of freezing, although no one can technically tell you off because if anyone's like, what are you doing? You can be like, what are you doing outside? It's lockdown. You're meant to be indoors. You can't report this. <laughs> yeah. You're the one who's going to get in trouble with the police. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's what this guy's plan was all along. Uh, the other story is amazing. Uh, a bit classic bit of Facebook commenting uh, from uh, someone called Liv Shaw who noticed this. She says, I've become obsessed with what I've just seen on Facebook. It was uh, she posted, Someone posted a link to a Guardian article asking why are people still flying? into the UK despite COVID rules? That was the question. Uh, one guy called Owen replied, Greg's. They don't have Greg's in other parts of the world. <laughs> Simple as that. So he seems to think that people are flying into the UK because they need a fix of baked goods that they only sell in the UK. And then, and then there's a, another, another sketch that's gone viral from a, a comic actress and YouTuber called uh, Lucia Keskin, who has imagined all on her own uh, what different sitcoms would be like if they were set uh, in COVID times. Uh, so classic sitcoms set during lockdown. Uh, this one is uh, Gavin and Stacey at home. 
All right, Stace? Oh, Gav, I miss you so much. How much longer do you think you'll be stuck in Essex? I don't know, babe, but we just got to follow the government guidelines, haven't we? But it just seems so far-fetched. I mean, even Nessa's come up with her own vaccine that she's selling on eBay. Oh, Gav, I am. Now, you'd be looking at around 200 quid for the full jab, but I'd be willing to knock off a ten of us, you know, mate. Oh, my Christ. Mick, Michael, you better go back there and you better wash your hands for another 20 minutes. Do you hear me, Michael? <laughs> Very fresh, it's very good impression. <laughs> it must have taken her ages to do it because she plays all the parts as well. And this other one is uh, the inside between us. I'm afraid I won't be able to walk with you unless you keep your distance and have a mask on you at all times. Oh, mask! Oh, I will. Why are you wearing a mask? Are you a dentist? <laughs> no, real. There is a deadly virus spreading around, and I don't want to be responsible for several pensioners' deaths. No, don't worry about it, Neil. I've had it. It's not even that bad. But I had it way back before anyone else had it in like 2008 or something. It's lovely work from uh, Lucia Keskia. We'll post the whole thing up on our, uh, our Absolute Radio's Twitter feed. Uh, very nice. And you'll be talking about it later. And I've saved your data. It's a Thursday morning, which, of course, as regular listeners to the show will know, is Apologies, Corrections and Clarifications Day. And my little talky bit during this umbrella topic has often recently focused on predictive text files. Uh, we had uh, me texting my wife saying I was happy because I was on the bed eating Sophie. That was meant to be <laughs> soupy. Um, just last week, I text producer Will saying, let me get out my tiny colon. That was supposed to be violin. Um, and uh, just yesterday, I uh, messaged someone saying, inexplicably, both my mic and my wife have been troublesome today. That was, of course, Wi-Fi. Uh, so it keeps on happening to me. And it's also happening to Nikki, who's on line one. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Great having you on the show. So you have a work placement uh, based predictive text file, I believe. I certainly do. It uh, still haunts me to uh, to this day. But um, yes, I, I work in the lovely world of medical devices and uh, I work all over the country. And on this particular occasion, I was traveling up to the Manchester area very, very early uh, to see quite a prestigious consultant surgeon um, within one of the hospital trusts and um, on arrival it was still quite early I'd been up since sort of 5 6 a.m. I was parched and as most people know in most hospital concourses now there are a plethora of coffee shops and things and so I headed straight for a coffee shop and I thought being a nice person that I would just check in with a consultant I was due to see um, and to see if he wanted to join me with a, a hot drink. So I messaged him and said, hi, I've arrived. Would you like a hot drink? And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> my phone <laughs> also corrected oh, that to, hi, I'm here. Do you want to get drunk? <laughs> Lovely stuff. So, oh, that's nice. Thank goodness. He has a sense of humour because his reply was, I'd love to, but it's 9am and I'm operating all day. Okay. <laughs> he replied saying, oh, I already good. am. One step ahead of you, Nick. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you for making me feel better about my predictive text fail recently i'm constantly having to apologize for them i'm glad that you got yours out there you can clarify to that prestigious um surgeon that you do not want to get drunk at nine o'clock in the morning this was the platform <laughs> to do it on nikki have a great day thanks for tuning in 
Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, Nikki. So that's what we're after. Your apologies, corrections and clarifications. Good morning. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show here on Absolute Radio, where real music matters, as does a weekly opportunity for you to issue your apologies, corrections and clarifications. If you'd like to join in, and you always do in your thousands, it's dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. I'll get the ball rolling. Uh, A bit of a clarification uh, here. Uh, And the clarification comes from a a picture that hangs on the wall in my house, which is of myself and my dad with uh, the legend that is Jimmy Greaves and lots of members of the 1966 World Cup winning team and lots of former teammates of Jimmy. Uh, Some years ago, uh, my dad expressed a desire to go to an evening with Jimmy Greaves. So we went along to the Indigo 2 at the O2 down in Greenwich. And uh, my dad got to hear all of these stories about these legendary players, which didn't really land with me too much. But I just was, you know, really pleased to be there. And dad was loving it. And as part of the evening, a part of the ticket price, there was almost a team photo with all these legends. Jimmy Greaves in the middle with one of the cups that he'd won. And then two empty chairs either side. And that's where you went and sat down. You got your snap. You moved on, then the next people came in. And so I have a copy of this photograph, and and my mum and dad have a copy hanging in their house. And uh, yesterday, for the first time, Evie took interest in this photograph, and she she pointed at me, and she went, Dada. And I said, yes, that's right. And I said, and that's Grandad. And in the middle, that's Jimmy Greaves. And she kind of looked at it a little bit longer. And then she pointed at another person in the group photo, and she went, Cousin Penny. And I went, no, no, my darling, that's Sir Jeff Hurst. So I'd like to clarify <laughs> for both parties, uh, my, my niece Penny does not look like a footballing hero from the 1960s, nor does Sir Jeff look like a five-year-old girl. Uh, um, uh, at least it wasn't Nobby Styles, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, Emma Jones, you wishing to make one of the three today? Yes, I need to correct myself. Um, oh. As you know, I'm very much a fan of the sea shanty. Yes, I've not been able to stop singing the original song, which I now know is called The Weller Man. But for ages, I was singing Soon May the Weatherman Come. The Weatherman. (laughs) I think I I did that. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure me and Matt have spoken about this. I cannot be the only person, but I didn't even know why the Weatherman was bringing sugar uh, and tea and rum. I just thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember Michael Fish ever doing that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) sideline in sugar, tea and rum delivery. No, yeah, those jaunty sailors. What are they getting up to? Um, Matt Dyson, what about you? Uh, An apology correction? Yeah, but what is a well? A weller man is just someone who brings stuff to to sailors, is he? Yeah, I had to look it up. Was that that. vitamin that David Gandhi modelled for? (laughs) Yeah, well, on the train. (laughs) (laughs) It's someone who brings supplies to boats, apparently. Right. Right. Oh, that's good Good. to know. Oh, that is good. Um, Matt Dyson, what about you? Uh, well, I've had a, a question uh, come in from uh, Nick on Twitter. He says, um, do I need to update my, what he calls, catchphrase at the end of Social Ammo? Uh, I've saved your data. You'll be talking about it later, etc. Is anybody using data at present, he says. Lockdown and 24-hour Wi-Fi connection has seen my data usage as infrequent as laughs in Mrs. Brown's boys. It's a good point. No one's using their, their data from their I, network provider. I frequently do. 
I think oh, I do, do you? because just because for a laugh. Our, our, no, yeah, yeah, just to just you know, just to keep my hand in. Um, it's, it's because my internet signal in my flat is awful. We've got two boosters, so like basically one one sort of in, in the living room, uh, one in the bedroom as well, because the internet doesn't extend beyond like two meters in my flat for some reason, uh, and for some reason. Uh, if you're in like the kitchen and the living room is like the closest one, my phone doesn't automatically connect to that. It just goes, I bet I can do one better. I bet I can get to the bedroom on the furthest end of the flat. And it tries to connect to that. So I've always got like half a bar of connection and it ends up flitting back to 3G, not even 4G or 5G, 3G, Ooh, you know, like 2010. Oh, dear. Oh, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen to the no, good guys, okay. man. Oh, okay, no. good. So I don't. Anyway, sorry, Matt, that really set me off. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. no, the good thing is I don't need to change my catchphrase. Sorted. Thanks, Glenn. Oh, catchphrase stays as it is I'm pleased to say for the rest of you well it's Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk come join in it's your Thursday morning and today of course is ACC day as it's known in the industry yes apologies corrections and clarifications Glenn I'm not going to take your rant about your Wi-Fi not working correctly as an apology correction or clarification sure, I'm going to give sure you the fair. space to make another one uh, do you wish to do so yeah, I'm seeking clarification on something. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you guys can help out. So it's a conversation my my girlfriend had last week, where just out of the blue, she just asked, and I don't know why this came into her head, but she asked, "Was Parker from Thunderbirds um, called Parker because he was the driver?" Oh, uh, because he parked the car. But we tried to Google it. We've tried to Google it, and we don't. You know, one of those times where it's like a Google search, and you go, "I don't even know where to begin. I don't. I don't know what to begin searching." <laughs> I don't, I don't know what words to type Why Parker called Parker? Why was Parker called <laughs> yeah, yeah. Parker? I sound, I sound like a caveman. Why Parker? Thunderbird called Parker? Yeah. Like, like uh, you, know, you know you've messed up. You know you've messed up when Google says, it doesn't look like there are many great matches for your search. And you go, oh God, wow, okay, this has really gone badly. I think Dave Gorman made a whole series out of that, didn't he, Glenn? Um, I just, I, I just wow. think that the... I think that the class system of when that show was developed in the 1950s and 60s meant that the kind of uh, the higher echelons of society would feel comfortable by referring to their staff by just their surname. And I presume his yeah. name is John Parker well, or Michael no, Parker. Is it just a determinism? It's Aloysius Parker. But yes, he was born to park oh, is cars, it? certainly. Aloysius. Yeah, oh, no wonder he goes by Parker. Yeah, exactly. He's got a really embarrassing first name. Elisalot. What is it? What is it? What's his name? Aloysius. Like I've never even heard of it. It's like a it's like a mixture of like Odysseus and Ellie. Yeah, Aloysius. <laughs> Aloysius, fetch the pink rolls. I'm already called Aloysius, Mom. Why do I have to drive this car? It's everyone's pointing at me. <laughs> and I look like Mel um, Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing. Uh, Noel, please feel free to take it up with Matt Dyson. Personally, oh, no, hang on a second. So he, dri- he drives a show. car and his first name has got alloys in as well. This guy's just <laughs> cars all over. <laughs> oh, dear. His middle name's Brake Fluid, apparently. Yeah. Google here. I don't know if that's true. Um, anyway, uh, there are your apologies, corrections, clarifications. Do keep them coming. We're right now. Well, it is time for all your latest news from around the world with Emma Jones and the latest in sport. With Glenn Moore. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning, hello and welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. Broadcasting to you every weekday morning on Absolute Radio, where of course real music matters. And what else matters to us right now? A great deal. And I never thought I'd say this, but it is Heat Magazine's Secret Crush. And of course, our very own 
Monkey Monkey Same Same. Yes, the unconventionally sexy Matt Dyson has been nominated for Heat Secret Crush, a poll which asks its readers who floats their less than conventional boat. Matt, I want to ask you just, how are you feeling at the moment? Are you comfortable with me um, using terms like less conventional and unconventionally yeah. sexy? Do you just well, want to I mean, be a straight well, down the line sex symbol? Well, it's better than being not sexy, I suppose. So it's a step up in in that sense. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's, I think it started off as quite a flattering thing, you know. But now I think people are getting a bit carried away. I mean, I think it would. I don't think anyone really wants me to win. I mean, there are some big names: Gary Lineker, uh, yeah. Noel Fielding, uh, Louis Theroux. Big names that Heat Magazine need to win. If I win, it's going to disappoint and confuse the nation. Matt Dyson, you're doing yourself down. You you are the you are the very unconventionally sexy underdog in all of this. Ding. And <laughs> I don't I didn't I didn't see you know Alan Shearer wrapping up Match of the Day by putting out the how to vote details like I am every morning. You're gonna get uh, there, yeah. man. It's gonna happen. Um, now we want you to vote for Matt for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it would just be wonderful if he not only won, but sorry, not just won, but charted really high in the final listings but also the other reason is Pierce Morgan's won it two years in a row now and we have to topple Piers so you can vote for Matt by heading to heatworld.com slash secret crush now Matt you just said there that you thought we'd been running away with it a little bit recently well I've got some mm. news for you right as the majority of everybody are working from home at the moment which is the right thing to do um, it means there's a lot of online meetings Zoom and Teams and Skype and all those other things so we have created a promote the vote backdrop for you to have during your all important work <laughs> oh, meetings. <laughs> you can download a virtual background and proudly display it next time you're in a meeting. What could be better than Matt Dyson's pouting face surrounded by fire and flames and brimstone like he's literally coming out of a porthole from hell to be the sexiest thing you've ever seen in an unconventional manner whilst you're trying to get the projected sales for 2022 over the line. Um, if you go to the Absolute Radio socials right now, you can download it. If you do display it, please, please, please take a screenshot of it and send it to us at davidabsoluteradio.co.uk. As always, thanking you. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Dave Berry's 100 Collection. Good morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. And we stand by that. And we prove it every weekday morning by asking for your help help in curating the greatest 100 albums of all time you use the hashtag the 100 collection and with your help i have 10 of the greatest albums from the 60s the 70s the 80s the 90s the noughties and so on and so forth already in the collection and today we move on to our first of three very special categories and we decided to kick things off with the greatest movie soundtracks Still to come, we've got the best of the difficult second albums, and finally we're doing quite simply the best of the best ofs. But uh, as I said just before the news and sport there of Emma and Glenn, this one proved to be the most popular when it came to your opinions on our social media. It really has been a tough one because there were so many, as there have been for everything we've done so far, that we'd forgotten about, that we didn't even think, ones that we weren't aware of, ones that we were reminded just how good they were. So I can't thank you enough for your involvement in this. 
For example, Dan tweeted as saying the Drive soundtrack has got to be in there surely, and that is an epic movie soundtrack. Yeah, that Uh, Real Hero song, I love that tune. Oh yeah, proper one-hit wonder, that was great. Yeah. Uh, Rachel says Inception, we've got The Lost Boys. I forgot about The Lost Boys. Uh, That was from Mike. The show shall Shall not not run. (laughs) 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 Um, Love that. (laughs) Um, So Claire says, and this is another good shout, The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, which of course is called that because of the cassette tape he gets from his late mother and that's what kind of drives him on from, from a hero perspective. Also, Gladiator, The Da Vinci Code, uh, Blues Brothers all came in from Claire. Yeah. 2001, A Space Odyssey, says Carl. Obviously, there's just that one epic tune. Um, well, there's not as many epic orchestral pieces on it, but it's known for that big theme tune. Uh, Carl also says Blade Runner. And then Michael, and I can't believe this hadn't entered into my brain, but why was it not the first thing I thought of when we thought of movie soundtracks? said, Dave, you've got to include Rocky IV. Um, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Has Matt, to be, you've been it? subjected to us yeah. post-Works um, <laughs> Party and Curry uh, yeah. reenacting and dancing along to the yeah. entirety to of that piece of colour. such a good... And that soft rock song from it, the soundtrack as well, it's brilliant. Oh, it's oh, a great I mean, soundtrack. Yeah, and then you're obviously you're counting the da 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 that that that's that's what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rocky training theme tune. Yeah, yeah. That's and not on the Rocky Four soundtrack. Eye of the Tiger was three, wasn't it? Eye of the Tiger was three. What was that the one was in the third one by was, Survivor? It was uh, um, Survivor. That's it. In the burning heart, and just, just enough about to burst, burn. and the Christopher in and unquenchable first. Yeah. In the darkest <laughs> night, rise and fire. Let's leave these guys to it. Love that song. Yeah. Love that song. What, Had it on seven single. Don't forget when I'm 25. Right. So so many albums. It it doesn't matter whether I love them as much as I think Matt and I have just displayed that we do that couldn't make the final 10. And I'm afraid in there is the Rocky Four soundtrack. Um, I adore that album, but I'm afraid it it couldn't make it into the final 10. Neither could Indiana Jones, um, which I think is one of the great film scores. Dirty Dancing didn't make it, which was an early shout from Emma. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, The Lion King didn't make it. Oh, by the way, uh, caveat to that. um, I finally watched The Lion King, everyone. Uh, Lockdown 3 gave me an opportunity to finally watch a movie I reference on a nearly daily basis, but I've never seen. Um, Which one? The the cartoon or the real life action one? Original. Um, Moana hasn't made it. Easy Rider's not made it. What? Uh, close to getting into the top 10 but hasn't is straight out of Compton um, The Graduate didn't make it obviously the fine work of Simon and Garfunkel on that Forrest Gump had a whole plethora of great albums oh, that could have yeah. made any of our decade stations 8 Mile um, oh. Dave Berry's 100 Collection Soundtracks You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show where I say with some confidence that none of you would have touched that dial or asked your smart speaker to do anything cray-cray because it is time to reveal the 10 greatest movie soundtrack albums as discussed by you guys on the Absolute Radio social media and as finally decided by us guys here at the station. This is the 100 Collection. And the 10 begins with... Purple Rain, Purple Rain. 
Well, there were riots on the Absolute Radio socials when this was not included in the 80s selection. A contender for one of his greatest albums, it's Prince and the Revolution and Purple Rain. Taken from a movie featuring one of Hollywood's most famous car chase scenes and featuring the talents of Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin and James Brown, it's the Blues Brothers. is a tasty soundtrack. Bring out the gimp, it's Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Had to make the 10 with Blur, Elastica, Brian Eno, New Order, Primal Scream, Iggy Pop and Underworld. Just some of the artists featuring on this 90s smash hit is Trainspotting. soundtrack that quite simply defined a genre. Released in 1977 at the height of disco's brilliance is Saturday Night Fever and the Bee Gees. A second rock opera from one group to the film that shaped so many lives it had to be The Who and Quadrophenia. American Film Institute selected John Williams' score as the greatest movie score of all time. It is, of course, Star Wars. Every piece of music in this movie is chronologically precise to the time the scenes were set, and that was told to us by editor-in-chief of Empire magazine, Terry White. It's in there for a very good reason. It's in there because it's good, fellas. It's getting near dawn. When lights close the tired eyes. A film with the same tagline as Breakfast Show favourite No Country for Old Men. There are no clean getaways. It's the super slick drive. Finally, this paved the way for the groundbreaking experimentation on the brilliant rubber soul. It's the Beatles and help. And so they are the 10 greatest movie soundtracks that I am slotting into my 100 collection. But of course, the curation continues as tomorrow it is our next specialist category and it's the best of the difficult second albums. Which bands and artists have had the best second albums? Use the hashtag The 100 Collection on the Absolute Radio social media and we'll get into it a little bit more tomorrow morning. Dave Berry's 100 Collection. It's your Thursday morning. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show where over the weekend at my homestead, I received a nice little package from Thoughtful.com. They're a creative greeting card marketplace that support independent designers and small businesses all over the globe. And they have set us a challenge... They've set us the challenge of creating the greatest Valentine's Day card your eyes have ever seen. 
So not only are we going to be jumping on board with this, but we've also roped in the Home Time Boys because they love a challenge. Yes, it is Bush and Ritchie versus Breakfast on the first lockdown team challenge of 2021. Who can create and market the best Valentine's Day card? It's like The Apprentice. And what's more, you'll be able to send them on thoughtful.com. That's T-H-O-R-T-F-U-L, by the way. And yesterday morning, we were joined by a helping hand in the shape of designer Cassia. She's a content creator from Thoughtful. This is what she had to say. But effectively, we're thinking my face, my big face on the front, and then (laughs) maybe the rest of the team, Matt, Emma and Glenn, but with much smaller faces, just just so everyone knows who's really in charge of the show, just much, much smaller faces. Or even you have to kind of, you know, you have to really squint to see their faces. But basically there's my face in the middle. (laughs) And then we we were thinking we'd cut the mouth out so that um, the the person uh, giving the car could put their tongue through it uh, and you know, and the lucky recipient um, could could get get some uh, Dave Berry tongue action. Okay, first things first. Um, listening back to that, I, I I didn't come across well at any point, so I want to apologise to the team and to Cassia. Um, <laughs> wow, um, but we're ploughing ahead with that as our design, and so you guys are helping us out. And what's really lovely is a listener by the name of Steve Butler has got in touch with a poem that could be written inside our Valentine's Day card. Are you ready to listen to this, team? It involves us all. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's have some suitable music, please, producer Will. Here we go. How can you not fall in love with the Dave Berry Breakfast Show? Dave and Matt give you real music matters. Emma and Glenn tell you all you need to know. But more than that... They're your friends on the radio. (laughs) Dave has his showbiz mates. Matt has his social ammo. Glenn just wins everything. And Emma is the queen of hygiene. There's the relationship Rolodex. Beat the intro and everything in between. So this Valentine's Day, get your secret crush on. Do not hesitate. Vote for Matt Dyson. So there we go. That's what's going to be going inside a Valentine's card feature. Heads. Mine's giant in the middle with a moving tongue option. Whether you choose to move your own tongue is entirely up to you. Uh, it is breakfast versus home time. The Valentine's Day card lockdown challenge. Who can design the greatest Valentine's Day card with Thoughtful.com? Only you can decide. It's your Thursday morning, which of course means it's time to issue your apologies, corrections or clarifications here on a national breakfast show. And doing just that, online one in Preston is John. Good morning, John. Good morning, Dave. Mate, welcome to the show and um, it's lovely having you on. Can you tell us, because I've got a few lines on on, on the story here. Um, I don't understand whether you're making an apology, a correction or a clarification. Which one would you say it, it sat under best? I, I would say it's a, it's an apology in in advance, Dave. Yeah, it's a future crime. You've gone full minority report on your partner, haven't you? Oh. That's what you that's what you've done here, John. <laughs> I am. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tall Tom Cruise, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Um, so okay. So so effectively, there's an apology that you are going to be making in uh, around December uh, 2021. Uh, so you just thought you'd kind of do it now because you know that the crime is about to be committed, um, and I believe that this crime took place because of some cost-cutting measures on your behalf. Tell everybody what happened. Yeah, that's, uh, that's correct. Just to, just to give you a bit of background, obviously I think everyone's been in the same boat at Christmas. Uh, 
my wife wanted to make it extra special for the children, so um, bought some very flash Christmas lights for the house. Um, actually, we paid somebody to put them up, so we'd already paid somebody uh, 60 quid to put the lights up, much much to my dismay. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone's doing well. Yeah, you. Yeah, read, read the room, mate. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Christmas came and went, obviously. Uh, you know, the lights looked beautiful, the children were happy. Uh, and then it came to wanting to oh. take them down. Uh, and my wife said, oh, we need to get the man back, pay him to take the lights down, which goes against everything that I stand for, Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you let him put them up, though, didn't you? Yeah. I did. I was full of the Christmas spirit then. This was, this was the yeah. second of January, and I was, uh, yes, yeah, approaching dry January. It wasn't a, wasn't a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I, go on, John. So you're not having the man back. The, the man's a one-way thing I'm, for I'm you. Not, he can I'm come, but he ain't going. I'm the man back, but yeah, yeah. I have quite a tall house, um, a big apex. And my wife said to me, if you're going to take them down yourself, you need to buy a proper ladder, uh, which was £130, Dev. Um, <laughs> John, I can tell already that that's not going to sit well with you, 130 yeah. quid on a ladder. John's not going to no, like that. Not the John I know and love. It's 120 pounds more than I wanted to pay. Yeah. You're um, already like over yeah. 200 quid in on just Christmas lights, getting them up and taking them back down again. <laughs> and that's just the labour. Well, well, yeah, but precisely. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't sitting well anyway. So um, I, I used the words that you should never use to your wife, the two words, and I said to her, trust me. Oh. <laughs> trust yeah. me. Oh, dear. I that, can practically feel the shivers going down Matt Dyson's spine from here <laughs> and we're like 300 miles apart. Um, okay, so you say trust me. So what, what, what do you do, John? So I, I refused to buy the ladders. I, I went out under the cover of darkness with my very small step ladders and a big stick, Dave. Uh, and, <laughs> and a that'll do it kind of attitude, John. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no. I, was, I was full of false bravado and I started to... <laughs> Started to smash the lights off with the stick. It was all going swimmingly well. I even turned to my eldest son who was helping me and said, this is going far better than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> big mistake, Dave. Um, next thing, the lights caught on something. Uh, I pulled them and they snapped in half. Oh, oh no, John. What have you gone and done? Yeah, what have terrible. you gone and done? The worst thing was, Dave, that... Um, about four of the neighbours uh, were outside and saw me do it. Witnesses, not neighbours, John. They they're no longer neighbours, they're witnesses. Um, so I quickly made sure that my wife wasn't uh, looking, um, managed to sort of pull the rest of them down, shoved them back in the box, uh, bobbed them back up in the loft and uh, walked in, proud as punch, and said, right, perfect, we're all sorted, Kelly. The, uh, the light to put away, um, it all went swimmingly. Didn't tell her a thing. Wow, you had to actually physically threaten your neighbours for the sake of a £130 ladder <laughs> or bringing a smaller man back into the house to deal with it for you. Uh, John, what, <laughs> John, so basically, uh, come Christmas next year, which hopefully for every, or this year, shall I say, which will hopefully be a much happier place for the entire world. Um, your wife, Kelly, I caught her name there. She's going to start the unboxing process and just find that on her kind of lead up to Christmas, she's opening a box effectively full of broken glass. Is that, is that where the apology is yeah. coming in, John? Because if it is, the floor is yours. Take it away and please do issue your apology. Right. Just in advance, Kelly, I, I would like to wish you happy Christmas for 2021. 
Uh, and I would like to say <laughs> I'm so sorry that I failed as a man and I broke your Christmas line and I promise that I will replace them. Oh, uh, also nice. promise that even though the neighbours were gaffer taped up, you did go round from time to time and feed them, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, water, Dave. I mean, uh, I think uh, they can... They, they, they can do without food for, for a considerable length of time, but they are, they are, they are fine. John, let, on this very dark, sinister note, I'm going to have to wrap this up. You do know that. And, uh, but I am grateful for you telling that story with such vigour and determination. Thank you for tuning in. Do send our love to the family and uh, wishing you a prosperous year, mate. Speak to you soon. Bye now. Listen to you as the team, Dave. Thanks very much. Cheers, John. Bye. So there we go. It's apologies, corrections and clarifications. It's happening every single Thursday. Get in touch. Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. And that's it for your Thursday morning. Thank you very much indeed for tuning in. If you feel inclined to let us know what you believe to be the best of the difficult second albums then that's the next 10 i'm focused on in the 100 collection and the hashtag to use is the 100 collection i would love to hear your thoughts of course we leave you with a podcast matt dyson these are the names for you to consider uh, the mm-hmm. bell was rung during the show today or oh, it's just me going ding because i forgot to take <laughs> yeah. the bell from the studio yeah i do <laughs> i constantly I do and I'm, and I'm actually regularly <laughs> ding, told ding, that ding. both on and off air yeah um so we've got admiring your own image that's your favorite thing to do dave uh, that's what you said about me given my new broadcasting position I've been in my a bit harsh on you today haven't i <laughs> you've been an absolute so-and-so you really have it all comes from a good place dave <laughs> I'm a tall Tom Cruise. Uh, that was a bold <laughs> statement from one of our listeners. Well worth downloading a podcast to hear his full story involving the Christmas lights. Uh, and finally, hey, Doc, want to get drunk? Uh, that came from another caller. Oh. Well worth downloading to hear her story in full. What are we going for, Matt? I think it's the doctor being asked if they want to get drunk. I think that was a great predictive text fail. Okay, the podcast you're searching for is Hey Doc, want to get drunk? Uh, You can listen to it, subscribe to it, review it, rate it. All those things would be greatly appreciated. But know this, we'll be back tomorrow, 6am. Stay safe, stay entertained, arrivederci. He came, he saw, he tried to conquer, but alas, we've told him to come back tomorrow and try again. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio.